everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hey. Welcome to episode 48 of Hop Culture Pod. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Our timeline is a little askew, a little askance at the moment as we have talked about Thanksgiving, then went to Christmas, even though we recorded it before Thanksgiving, and we will be recapping Thanksgiving now. So we're so sorry. We've really we're drug out. Thanksgiving. We're back to Thanksgiving. <laughs> we are dragging out the holiday season as long as we possibly can. Not really. We will move on. But we, uh, two episodes ago, made some Thanksgiving predictions, and we just thought it would be fun to recap if those came true to kick things off today. So as I recall, one of the predictions was that dad would try to not necessarily take over, but give pointers, unsolicited advice much as we give on this podcast about our cooking. Do you guys know? I actually don't think he did, believe it or not. Yeah. No, I, but I don't really think he did. Mm-hmm. He it did was great. get lost several times in or on the way to Giant Eagle, which is <laughs> mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. grocery store in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And there were several incidents with that, which I felt, I feel like we should have predicted that. We should have predicted yeah. that. Like we the should've. night before Thanksgiving. In the dark, dad driving mm-hmm. around dad to like five different stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also should have predicted how often mom and dad call Giant Eagle Big Eagle or American Eagle <laughs> or any <laughs> variation. Because <laughs> that happened so a few true. times as well. They, have they always so call it Big Eagle. <laughs> Big Eagle. <laughs> such a lame name. <laughs> well, there was... Giant Eagle is a pretty weird name. Giant Eagle is, is also dumb. a weird name. It's so true. Yeah, I think at one point he went to one that was like 30 minutes away on accident. <laughs> and there's one like seven minutes from my house. And then wasn't there a point where he accidentally went to... He insisted it took him to a Nordstrom rack. Instead of a giant <laughs> yeah, but the giant eagle, eagle was next door. <laughs> Poor dad. We sent him on a lot of late night, like, you know, we're out of like heavy cream or something sort of runs as we were getting ready. So we can't be too hard on him. So yeah, he did well on that, I would say. What were the other predictions? I know there were some harsh ones on me, so I'm trying to uh, delay <laughs> the inevitable. I was going to say, Claire, I feel like I always expect it, but it doesn't really happen anymore where you get like flustered. She I don't didn't know. I have didn't, a meltdown. Didn't we didn't have any meltdowns. <laughs> yeah, there were no meltdowns. Although mm, I, I think you had examples of Christmas last year. So Yeah, I wouldn't say they don't happen okay. anymore, but they, they do didn't happen this time. With mm-hmm. less frequency. Yeah, no, Claire held it together. I feel like this Thanksgiving kind of went off without a hitch. Yeah. Dad yeah. didn't really do anything unauthorized. Yeah. He did go through two gallons of giant eagle chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. He loves it. He's been testing yeah. it against other brands, like nationwide brands. He's been kind of doing his own little... He should do like a bracket or something. But yeah, he was impressed with it the last time he was here. And it's become like his new favorite thing. I didn't realize that. Was that stored at your house, Grace? Because I don't think he brought that over. Yes, it was. And he didn't. I drank some of it. And Luke had one cup when Tess and Luke briefly stayed with me. 
<laughs> yeah, that was something none of us could have predicted. Luke had a weirdly severe allergic reaction at Grace's house, and we still don't really know what the cause was, but mm-hmm. poor guy. Some form yeah. of dust. He was a very good sport about it, but it can't have been <laughs> enjoyable to be staying somewhere. Let's give you an allergic reaction. And then they they came over here, and all I could offer them was an air mattress in the basement. I was like, Luke and Tess are not going to want to come back, but they were very no. good sports about the whole thing. Say la vie for the youngest child in the family. That's true. I thought Thanksgiving went great too. The one tragedy, we did have one pan of slightly burned rolls. That was my fault because I didn't hear the timer. But Grace's rolls were Those great. Were barely burned. Ever so slightly. Yeah, mm. they were more of a golden. I would say the meltdowns happened... Okay, so I don't know if anyone else struggles with this, but I feel like the Thanksgiving weekend is so fun. You put all the focus on Thanksgiving, and then the rest of the weekend, usually the family's together. You want to be doing fun Christmassy stuff, but it's kind of like, what can we go do that will appeal to a large group that won't be super crowded because everyone's wanting to do Christmassy stuff that weekend, you know? So it's just hard to find activities to do with a big group. So we had at one point three tree lightings lined up. (laughs) We were going to go to one on Friday, (laughs) one on Saturday, and one on Sunday. And we ended up only going to one, thankfully. I feel like our tree lighting's overrated slightly, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're so dumb mm-hmm. because all around you, there's lights on other trees. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they light one tree and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. You're right. So many ones are on the block and, in the you know, other parks are all lit up. So it's like just this one dumb tree. It's just like the, the big yeah. tree. Yeah, exactly. Well, I yeah. think if you live in a smaller town, it's probably more fun. But if it's like something where you have to pay for city parking and walk a lot and then wait forever and there's huge mm-hmm. crowds. Then it's really anticlimactic. Yeah. I think if you can yeah. just kind of like easily park and walk there. What I'm thinking of is Napa, <laughs> where it's warm and there's not that many people there. That was like very pleasant, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, just kind of a low key thing where you can kind of just stroll over, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of see it and visit with people. Agreed. So we tried to go to the Cleveland Public Square downtown tree lighting, which we've never done. And I knew it was probably a bit of a risky venture. The tree was supposed to be lit at 7.30, which is my kids' bedtime. And they can be flexible, but, you know, a baby and a toddler and crowds and parking and potential snow. I was like, <laughs> if the stars align perfectly, this will be fun. If not, it's going to be rough. So first we went, oh, we got ParkWiz parking, which I have mixed. How did you guys think about the ParkWiz experience? I thought it couldn't have been smoother. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, good. Well, except Matt's poor truck almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Demolished by it. We didn't fit in the parking garage. But that would have happened if you had gone in that parking garage either way. Because once you're in, you've paid and you're stuck in there. I guess that's a good point. Yeah, but I mean, that parking garage, I love that you can just show up and know that you have parking somewhere. Mm-hmm. But once we got there, I was like, what is this parking garage? We were the <laughs> only people there. It was yeah, very was creepy. Weird. It was dilapidated. It was very dilapidated. It, so much construction that had been abandoned mm-hmm. years earlier. Abandoned construction. <laughs> there was a hole in the concrete floor. Ella was like, I can see down. And we're like, oh, ha ha. And mom's like, no, look, there's a hole in, in the concrete floor. And like you could see down to like the next level below. 
So it was a little creepy. We were in a group though, but poor Matt had to like, we see them like slowly starting to turn around and they're like, we're going to go back down to the bottom because you guys in your big rig, it wouldn't fit. It's just like a normal (laughs) size truck. It's a a big truck though. It's tall. And so it was like, (laughs) they were trying to find a place. I just was like, wow, this is, I understand why this was the cheapest option on Parkwoods. You get what you pay for. And then we tried to go to this toy soldier show. We won't go into that whole thing. It was delightful, Wait, but please, I wish we could. just a little. Please, can you just explain it? Yeah, so the toy soldier show was sort of the first of our problems that night because we showed up. The first show was at 5, and we were there at like 4.50 or something. And as we're coming in, people are coming out telling us that it's already full. And so we were going to leave, but then someone was like, no, people are lining up for the 6 o'clock show already. So we all went downstairs and we're just waiting in this giant, horrible crowd of people just milling around, packed in so close, you know, no social distancing at Mm -hmm. all. But then when they start to let people in, they're wanting to social distance in the auditorium. So it's like they (laughs) had a a lot more seating. I hadn't hadn't thought about that. We couldn't all sit in there. And it's like, well, we've all been really close together for For an hour. For an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing hot air. Show sitting down I think we'll be okay but yeah there was a line and like everyone wasn't gonna get in it looked like so I don't know how many adults we had but I feel like we had more adults than kids maybe Mm -hmm. or like a pretty even mix Mm -hmm. so we're like we felt kind of weird going in with a ton of adults and there were like kids behind us in line and so we're like okay we'll have like two adults go in with all the kids and we'll step aside and you know make sure other kids can get in so we we tell the lady that we're doing that. We and step she aside. was so con- the lady was so confused. Oh yeah, she was just kind of like oh, yeah. Okay, she wasn't. It was like, like she'd never yeah. seen the movie Titanic. The concept of like letting women and children go. She was just very confused. <laughs> yeah. So she stepped away for a second. I don't know where she went. She stepped away. She was the one that was counting how many people could go in, and so everyone just made a charge in there. The line just started pulling <laughs> so in. fast. Like, everyone got through. And I mean, this is a free community event. It's not like it's, I don't know, some high demand. It was like a one man show. It's a one man show at a library. (laughs) Guy acting like a toy soldier. It was not worth the stampede. It was like, why are there so many adults here? Adults with no kids. So as soon as we were like, well, I guess we can just go in. (laughs) She came back and she was like, oh, I'm going to have to stop you. It's too full. So we were the only ones. <laughs> the that only people that didn't make it in. Plus, the quote-unquote social distancing in the auditorium. There was no like marking. It was just willy-nilly. I was sitting next to a lady, you know, close as could be. So I didn't, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And she claimed that people were complaining that they had let too many people in. Which again, they had just been yeah. crowded with the very same people who were trying to come in. They yeah. had just been standing inches from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Plus, part of the show was a toy soldier picked up babies and was mm-hmm. walking them around. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the show is interactive. He kissed we're two of the babies <laughs> on the cheek. There was kissing of he babies. He danced very close to a woman mm-hmm. in the audience. So I'm like, yeah. this is not a social very distance. Romantic, no, surely. it wasn't a COVID was cautious really crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we were able to peer in. They left the door open for us, which was nice. So I could kind of see mm-hmm. what was going on, but... <laughs> it was quite the experience. So then yeah. after that, that whole to-do, waiting for the show, we're like, okay, we came down here. We're going to go over to the lighting. We won't drag it out. It was just the lighting was late. Everyone was grumpy. The kids were crying. I was getting like more and more agitated. I would say that was where 
the dramatics happened the for the lighting weekend. was late. <laughs> oh, Claire was saying we should just go home when we missed the five o'clock show. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> completely give up. I guess we're guys, just going to go home. Let's just go home. <laughs> <laughs> I felt personally responsible for everyone's good time. And so I was just like, this isn't working out. You know, I wanted to throw in the towel. Everyone talked me down. It ended up being a good memory. But it was, it was at one point I looked over and Anne had put a mask on for warmth. <laughs> she had like her hood up, a mask on, and she just was like a penguin. Her head was just like curled down into like her chest and was just kind of settled in for the winter. It was a very unpleasant tea lighting. Yeah, it, it was. was. Cold. Grace, I feel like this is the time where she shines, though, in like dire straits like this. Mm-hmm. She was picking up the kids. Grace had basically, what did you have? Like a North Face jacket, no hat. Not even like the insulated kind of, it was like a thin shell. It was just a shell jacket. Grace was the only one of us who made it to the actual tree lighting. We should mention. That's true. Yeah, none of our whole family, <laughs> me and mom and dad with the two oldest kids. Oh, Tess and Luke turned back, too? I turned yeah. back when you mm-hmm. oh. went. <laughs> okay, yeah, they came yeah. home with us. <laughs> Those of us with little kids, we left early and we we're just like, we're done. So that was a bit of a fail. But yeah, I would say other than that, I mean, we had a great time. It was such a fun weekend. But in the vein of failures, we just thought it would be fun to recount some of our just most famous flops and fails over the years. Some are more like embarrassing moments. Some are, in the immortal words of Coldplay, when you try your best, but you don't succeed. (laughs) Just when things don't go according to plan. So I will start with one of my personal favorites. I feel like I've shared this before, so my apologies if you've heard this. So a couple years ago, I had to get some photos developed for a school project for Ella. And I don't really get photos developed that much anymore. And I just didn't even really know where to go. Our Target doesn't do it. Our Walmart is, you know, on its last legs, as I've mentioned in the past. So I didn't (laughs) trust them. And I was like, well, I feel like a drugstore has photo, right? And I feel like there are 18 million drugstores around where I live. I don't go to a drugstore that often other than just to get a prescription. So I'm not really sure why we need so many. But I placed an order online for a CVS. And the next day I go in, I'm looking around for a sign that says photo or like a photo center or something. And the lady at the front is like, oh, can I help you with something? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just looking for the photo center. And she was like, oh, we don't do photo. And I was like, oh, I must have come to the wrong CVS. Like, I'm such a dork, you know, (laughs) mea culpa. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, you know, I'm such a ditz. Like, I must be at the wrong CBS. And she's like, ma'am, this is a Rite Aid. <laughs> it's not that funny. But it, it was just like so humiliating for some reason. <laughs> that I thought this is literally on the corner that's like kitty corner from my neighborhood. It is so close to my house. I have to drive by anytime I go anywhere. I drive by what is apparently a Rite Aid. I've been thinking it's a CVS this whole time. I've been in there many times. And so I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. She was like personally offended that I had said it was a CVS. It reminded me so much of on The Office when they're like, sir, this is a Wendy's restaurant. Michael thinks he's calling a woman named Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) So then I was like, okay, 
I'm so dumb. So I look at my email. I'm like, where am I going? I go to CVS. It's again, the wrong CVS. There are like eight CVSs on this one road, Chagrin Boulevard. So finally, third time was a charm. I did eventually find my photos. But the same thing happened when I went to get my COVID vaccine. I went to the wrong CVS the first time. I know. Are you not like putting these into your maps or what's you're just winging it? I'm winging it. There are too many drugstores. We need a lot of drugstores. Seventy five percent fewer and fill them. We need more Chick-fil-A's. We need more city parks. (laughs) We need a local book, some more local bookstores. We don't need that many CVS's. I stand by that statement. Yeah. Who even Mm -hmm. is shopping there? I never see anyone there. I don't know. Anytime I go to buy something there, it's expensive. It's so expensive. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. just, it's rough. Who else has a tale to tell? Well, I couldn't think of any because I have really... (laughs) pushed down these memories of failures. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I texted mom and she had no problem coming up (laughs) with my failures. And then I was offended when she just said bangs. That was the whole, (laughs) oh yeah, the whole thing. And I've had bangs many times. She was not thrilled about any of our attempts at bangs over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She also said, what about shaving off the mirror, which I'm assuming is when I backed into a <laughs> concrete column in the parking garage and it took the mirror off. But I don't I don't feel embarrassed by that because you know what? Those columns are close to the car. Those columns mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's so dim and mm-hmm. yeah. you can't see anything. So you just back up and you hope for the best. And it happens to everyone. It happens to mm-hmm. everyone. So one failure that I remembered finally after a lot of digging, and this is kind of a famous failure of mine, my friend and I, I can't remember how old we were, probably like 10 or 11. I think our parents had gone on a double date. And so we were just home at our house and we were like playing up in our schoolroom and there's a bathroom up there. And I was like, here's an idea. Let's pretend we're stupid and we'll stand in the bathroom and pretend like we're trying to burst through the door, but the door's actually unlatched. You're trying to do like three stooges? Yeah. I'm confused where this, <laughs> like, this, this sketch comedy idea. <laughs> I feel like other kids were like, I don't know, playing video games or watching movies, but we were just still like playing. Are you pretend. spinning this into like a positive? We must have been so imaginative. We were, <laughs> like really, we were precocious. Kids. Mm, we were screen free. We were free range. Yeah, we, we were creative. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be embarrassed by this, but I'm ashamed it was my idea. But she was like, "Oh yeah, let's do it." So we go one, two, three, and we burst through the door, and it hit the door stopper, and that broke through the door. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a big gaping hole in that door. And in that moment, I was like, how can I pin this on my friend? Because it was almost <laughs> always her <laughs> bad ideas that like got us into trouble. And so my true. instinct was just like, this isn't going to fall on me. And then I was like, wait, no, this was my idea. And I oh, was so ashamed. But you're so honest. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone, everyone laughed about it. And dad did his best to patch it up. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he filled it with gorilla glue. And, yeah, it so stayed bad. like that for many years. Yeah. <laughs> this dark yellow patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that patch. In the grand scheme of disasters that kids could have, it wasn't that mm-hmm. bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. But we brought it up for like years to come. So many. Let's pretend we're stupid. You would have thought yeah. she burned like, the house down. say before being quote. so dumb. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everyone's like, let's pretend we're stupid and then it. actually is stupid stupid like it's just like, so <laughs> yeah. mean the one time that i accidentally did something mischievous well didn't okay i don't know if this is on our script but who drove through the garage door that, that was great i was gonna tell her to tell i was gonna story. mention that yeah um speaking of <laughs> speaking of accidents <laughs> i was driving with a friend and then tess claims she was in the back seat I so, I'm, I'm not again. I'm trying to figure out. Well, just, I'm like, what? It was group me of and like my this? little friend. I think you were like, "Mom, how do you pick us up from her house?" Maybe, or something. but I feel like my friend Sam was there. I thought, yeah, she was. Yeah. So was I don't know what this group of people. What this group yeah. of people was, but anyways, I just learned to drive. I was, or no, I hadn't because I had my license. <laughs> I was new to driving. <laughs> I was in my first four years of driving, and. I was going into the garage. No, I was just trying to park outside, I think. And I went to push on the brake, and it was the gas. I just revved up and went right Mm. through the garage. (laughs) And it was terrifying. I'm very offended that you don't think I was there because that was one of my most traumatic. (laughs) It was traumatic. And, And yeah, mom and dad were not as happy about that as they were about the, <laughs> the little ding the inside door <laughs> yeah <laughs> strangely enough i didn't want to say when i was talking about when i backed into the concrete pole but yours was a lot more embarrassing than mine <laughs> it really was i mean mixing up the gas and the brakes is like classic bad driver mm-hmm. yeah that is, that's why i won't use i won't use cruise control because I'm just so scared that after all these years of driving, if I'm in a situation where I don't have to have my foot on the gas the whole time, I'm afraid I'll forget which one is which. If I have to suddenly mm-hmm. push on the, like if I my I foot is just resting, too. it's just better not to go there. Dave doesn't see the yeah. logic to that, <laughs> but, but I stand by it. I stand by it. I also, yeah, I'm a big non-advocate of cruise control. Mm-hmm. I just don't know Detractor. how to well, mine is a little more recent. When I was on my way to my mission, we had to take the front runner, which if you haven't lived in Utah, it's like a train that takes you from Provo to Salt Lake City, where the airport is. And then we had to transfer from the train to the little subway tram thing that's called the tracks. And there's a very large escalator in between those. And I just, I'm usually pretty good at using escalators, although I do get anxiety <laughs> every time. <laughs> I get really scared. I actually recently almost fell down an escalator. Oh, no. Again. I'm kind of scared of them, too. I actually, I actually get I'm really scared, scared of them. them. I do, too. I get yeah, let's not yeah. make fun of me for this. Yeah, we're all laughing, but we <laughs> feel the same way. Everyone is afraid of escalators. So I actually did fall down this escalator. Um <laughs> I had I had a lot of baggage. I had two big suitcases and then I had this horrible super super heavy duffel bag that was supposed to be my carry-on but it was the size of one of those big suitcases basically. And so I was trying to get on the escalator with all of that and something got kind of caught and started dragging me down. <laughs> <laughs> I just went with it. I 
just went went down backwards and the poor little missionary behind me he was very nice I had never met him before <laughs> but he kind of caught me like pushed me back oh, no. <laughs> we never talked about it again he went to my same mission and, and he was very nice and he always was very nice to me I think because he was probably he worried about I you. saw you as yeah. like fragile I know exactly I think he really just worried just about me always watching out for you <laughs> it was really embarrassing I'm not sure to this day who saw that other than him but I never talked about it with anyone Oh my gosh, I've never heard that story. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, and I was wearing a skirt, so like... Oh man. Bare legs were (laughs) That's so bad. (laughs) That's like like when I fell backwards in your wedding photos. I think we talked about this on the podcast. That is such a good I was walking backwards and I stepped into a hole and just (laughs) fell on my back. But it's hard to dress. You're like... Yeah, no. you're like, who like, saw yeah, what? Yeah, you're trying to cover and... yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know who's seen. Speaking of falling, though, just a few weeks ago, my neighbor was outside and I'd only met him one time and I was going out to say something to him. <laughs> I was talking to him on my front steps and I was going to walk over and like talk to him closer up. And as I was walking over, I stepped in. There's like a hole in my lawn. Somehow. No, not my again. Ankle no. twisted. Oh, no. And I just went completely down. <laughs> Oh, no. And like I kind of got myself on my hands and knees and I like scrambled back up really fast and he wasn't looking and he hadn't seen. Can you oh, believe it? That's amazing. Wow. That is a true that is, I got that's away like with a it. miracle. Yeah. It was the t- it was the type of fall where like someone would have asked if I was okay. You know, he wouldn't yeah. like politely pretended to not see. It was like <laughs> full like stumbling ankle twist fall on mm-hmm. my face. Oh, that's so rough. I, in high school, was on a date and it was an outdoorsy, we were like walking around a lake and we're going to like canoe and then have like a cookout on the other side of the lake. And on the walk, I tripped and did like a full face plant in like deep mud, like from a movie. And then I just had to spend the whole date covered in mud, like from head to toe. It was so, there's just no recovering from that type of fall it's just so Mm -hmm. shameful Mm -mm. but we've all been there and yeah escalators are very scary Tess do you remember speaking of tracks though when you and mom took the front runner from the airport to visit me in Provo and somehow you got lost and I like couldn't find you for like a really long time do you remember what happened (laughs) I don't I think we got wait I think you, you were. I know that's the thing. I, I think feel like we maybe got off at the wrong station first, and then we realized and got on the next one. Is that what happened? Maybe. Yeah. I, think I feel maybe, like they were sitting on the curb. I think they actually were the at the station. On the curb. But I was like combing. I felt like I had looked everywhere I could possibly look. Like I was like combing. <laughs> <laughs> I called Dad, and I was like, "Can you get a hold of them?" Because I couldn't get a hold of them for some reason. And he was like, oh, no. And I was looking up the number (laughs) to call like UTA because I was like, maybe I can get in touch with. I didn't know if I needed to like say like there's there's a little blonde girl and like (laughs) like a a woman with short brown hair traveling together. (laughs) I couldn't find them. I didn't know what to do. And finally, we found them. And I think it was just their phones were off or something. 
Yeah, it was. Which Wires were crossed. Totally in character for me, especially mm-hmm. when I was and like mom. 14. But yeah. mom, yeah, that's true. Mom always gets on my case about that, but she's almost as bad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's like a classic. Just so many parts of that story are so characteristic of our family. Like, mm-hmm. of course... It was me and mom, the ones that were like <laughs> tragically lost. And of course, Claire was like panicking. <laughs> panicking. Yeah, panicking and like really angry. The mm-hmm. group text was yeah. really tense. Oh, and no. I felt like I was there experiencing it, but I was like <laughs> thousands of miles away. Oh. Is dropping a pin a really new thing? No. Because uh, remember that time really. that Tess, I was at Anne's, this was when Anne and Matt lived in Vineyard, and I was over at their condo. <sighs> And Tess was going to come over, and it was dark, and she, like, lost her way. <laughs> she was driving all around. And so finally, we're like, okay, just stop and just tell us where you are. And I was going to drive and find her, and she could follow me back. And so she's like, okay, I'm here. She described where she was. It was at a Maverick. So I drove to the Maverick by their house. She wasn't there. And I was like, well, can you, like, name a major street that you're on? She couldn't name anything else that she was by. And I finally was just driving around looking for other Mavericks, and I found her in a just completely different part of town. Yeah, there was, like, one Maverick that was close to my house, and one that was really not very close. like, in a different city. Yeah. Wait, though. Oh, my my gosh. No. Here's the thing, though. It was the the strangest phenomenon. (laughs) You you getting lost? (laughs) It's never happened. (laughs) No. Wait. Okay. Grace was describing to me. She was like, you go until you see this sign. (laughs) And then... Oh, yeah. I was describing landmarks, multiples, that she was like, okay, I see it. (laughs) You see it. I was, I was seriously like in an alternate universe <laughs> true. because it was an identical neighborhood. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about that. I just don't understand oh. because <laughs> Apple Maps would take you right to our house. So I'm, what? I'm not sure how you got so lost. <laughs> that is not true. That cannot be true. It's true. No, that was back when you didn't have an address. In Vineyard, no. yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes it would take you to, like, the very opening of our mm-hmm. subdivision. Yeah. But we lived right there, so it wasn't really, like, a problem. Tess has tears just, <laughs> like, streaming down streaming. her face. <laughs> it's just so hard because I... I <laughs> Is she crying? Or Are you so like you're crying? Are you crying? Are you okay, Tess? <laughs> She's tired. <laughs> it's really hard because I know what happened. And <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Are you crying? Oh no! Wait, are you crying? No, I'm laughing. Oh gosh! You sound like you're crying, and you look like you're crying. Okay, I've got it back together. Oh man! Worried about you. (laughs) There's a whole vein of stories of me Mm -hmm. getting lost that that we could talk about. Another element of the Tess and Mom story is public transportation because our family has a very, I would say, a complicated love-hate relationship with using public transportation. <laughs> we have an overconfidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we like do. to fancy ourselves people that can utilize public transportation casually, but we really don't have the metropolitan know-how to do it without any snafus. And I have a lot of stories, but my favorite was in college, I would go visit grandma and grandpa downtown in Salt Lake, and we were riding tracks 
I think we had gone to like the Gateway Mall or something and we were going to ride it back to their stop by their condo. And it's not far, but I got on and I think I kind of had (laughs) run ahead a little bit because it was going to be leaving soon and they were behind me. And I mean, really, I'm the villain in this story because I Mm -hmm. left our grandparents in the dust and just like ran ahead. (laughs) Oh, no. But I felt at the time like I was going to be like a little lost child in the big city, like a home alone situation or something, because... (laughs) The doors closed and it started pulling away and they were still on the platform. And they said, Grandma was like, Claire's face was pure terror. But it's not, it's not like I was a five-year-old child. I was like 19 years old. I was perfectly capable of writing tracks alone. But I started, I started running. The train was going one way and I was running the other. Along the windows. Yeah, exactly. To the last window and they saw me pulling away. And then I just got off of the next stop and waited for them. Grandma was like, oh, Claire's face just looked like pure terror. Like she didn't know what to do. <laughs> That's Claire's like, worst nightmare. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. When I was on my study abroad, I decided mistakenly to travel by myself on a train because my friends and I had gone to Belgium on a little day trip and we were in Brussels. But I really wanted to see this artwork in Ghent, which was like an hour from the city. But I didn't realize that the train only had three stops and it was a very, very long train ride. And so it took me, I didn't see any signage on the stop for Ghent. So I was like, oh, this can't be it because this is like, it's like a, a pretty normal place where you go. And then it kept going after that stop for an hour and a half. And I was just sitting there terrified. And I ended up, I got off and all I saw was water, water. And then it (gasps) took me to the the coast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I was lost. And I had a 1% battery on my phone. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) My friends were supposed to meet me in the city. It was like a classic... The worst of me, like the, all of my worst qualities came out. Oh, Not my having gosh. my phone charged, to thinking I can do things by myself, getting lost and confused. But it was a really Death. terrifying day. Still to this so day, so I was probably the scariest day of my It's a life. miracle that Tess is still with us. Mm-hmm, that she made it, it back. Is. I could have been kidding. These things that we're finding out, these horrible things. Mm-hmm. I really thought I was going to have to sleep on the streets of Brussels. I really did. <laughs> and I was oh my so gosh. scared. I magically found them. It was really magical because it's a very large city. Anyway, that's kind of a dark story, but all was well in the end. <laughs> and it was a major yeah. fail. That is a dark. I know there's a lot of near misses Tess has had that are more so many. tragic than entertaining because, <laughs> because her darker because fails. We just if they had actually worry about misses, her. They, yeah, <laughs> it would have gone so wrong. Okay, so I have a fail that, I don't know, you guys might not even really remember this, but (laughs) I hope it's funny and not just sad. (laughs) I know, some of these are like a bit painful, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in high school, I was on the riflery team, and my junior and senior year, there was this invitational event in our school district where every high school was invited to send their top shooter one from each school. So there were eight of us and like everyone competed against each other. And so I being the best one on the team. (laughs) um, Waiting for for this to get sad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. Okay. I need to brag one more time. 
just to say <laughs> almost like every week I beat every single other best person in the schools except for this one kid from Chugiak, which I won't even speak his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, my coaches were like, oh, you're totally, you're totally gonna win. Anne was the darling of the coaches. I remember mm-hmm. they loved yeah. Anne. So I normally didn't choke in competition because, and this was, this was what I did not know until I went to this event. I was never nervous because my team was so bad that it didn't matter Mm -hmm. how well I did. Mm -hmm. Um, We would lose no matter what. So when I went to this thing and it was all on me, I did so bad. So bad. (laughs) And it was really disappointing because they had trophies and I was like, that would have been actually like really cool to actually win a trophy yeah, myself totally. yeah. and mm-hmm. get some recognition after being on this losing team all the time. But no, I totally choked and I did so, so, so bad. And I came in last place. So eighth and place. I got an eighth no. place trophy, which is just <laughs> rude. Like just <laughs> don't rubbing it. That's worse than a participation trophy. Yeah. They gave bigger so, trophies yeah. to like the top three, but I was like, please don't call me up here mm-hmm. to take this trophy. No. I'm the loser. You have to like I lost. publicly stand in front of everyone and acknowledge <laughs> it that you got eighth place. So mm-hmm. embarrassing. So I was pretty disappointed after that and mom took me to Burlington Coat Factory and bought me some shoes. <laughs> cheer me up and then the next year the coaches were like do you want to go or do you want us to send someone else and I was still by far the best and I was like no I want to go like I'm gonna redeem myself one school didn't send someone so there were only seven of us and I came in seventh oh (laughs) Oh, really tragic and I kept trying to think how could I turn this into a positive? Like, what lesson can I learn from this? There was no lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. There was no positive to it. But mom did take me to get some shoes again at Burlington. That's your tradition? <laughs> a little tradition. <laughs> tradition of it? <laughs> That's so sad. Oh, That's pretty sad. What did Matt have to say about that um, when that happened? I'm sure he made fun of me for it. I'm pretty sure the whole team made fun of me. It was funny. I was disappointed, but also who cares? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is sad. I don't think I realized that happened. And I mean, back then, we probably didn't know about meditation, that sort of thing. Oh, no, I I did... Oh no, you did meditation. My coach gave oh. me a guided meditation CD. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to give you an out. But for thanks, thanks for trying. <laughs> I do remember actually being there and it was a very tense day. First mm-hmm. of all, there's nothing worse than going to watch a rifle re mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing more boring. It's yeah. completely silent. They're like you can't far see away what's from you. going you're on looking through the glass all. and they're just yeah. yeah, they're just down there shooting. That particular terrible, range but. was above a swimming pool. So this could have also contributed to my failure, but it was like 100 degrees and you're mm. in like a full canvas <laughs> suit. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not a comfortable experience <laughs> for anyone. Oh, miserable. <laughs> well, I also have a painful school related memory, but mine's elementary school. So in first grade, we did show and tell. And I don't remember if it was every week we got to bring things or what, but the night before we were over at grandma and grandpa's and there was either a wasp's nest or a hornet's nest, probably like up in their one of their decks or something. I can't remember where it was, but 
I think dad found it and it was abandoned. And he was like, Claire, this is really cool. You should bring this. Look how cool this is. And he was like, you should bring this for show and tell. And being a seven-year-old girl, I was like, ew, no, I don't want to bring that. That's ugly. I don't want to bring, I wanted to bring a Polly Pocket or something, you know. And mom was like, no, Claire, it's really cool. Everyone's going to think that's so interesting. You should totally bring it. And I was like, no, I don't want to. But they convinced me. So they put it in a shoebox. And I went up for show and tell. And I opened the lid. And it was crawling with larva. <gasps> like it had had eggs laid oh, no. in it. And then I think probably when it got warm, like in oh. my backpack or whatever at school, they hatched. And... I remember it it was just like crawling with larva. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what to do. I mean, I feel like the smart thing would have been just tell my teacher like I don't actually want to show this, you know, and just sat down, thrown in the garbage, but I was petrified. So, she was like, "Oh, Claire, do you want to like walk it around and show everyone up close?" And I did. I just walked it slowly around the classroom showing it to everyone. And I remember everyone being like, ew, there's bugs in it. Gross. And I was just so ashamed. But I slowly, dutifully (laughs) made my way up and down each aisle, showing the kids. And then... Were you not terrified of those larvae? I think I was more just embarrassed because I knew that other people would think it was gross. I wasn't really scared. I've never really been scared of bugs. It was like, oh, I know that this is shameful that I have brought a bug laden <laughs> show and tell. And then another <laughs> similar incident was I had to bring potatoes one time to a church activity, the activities for little girls, achievement days back then. And we we're doing like tinfoil dinners. So everyone had an assignment. I was supposed to bring potatoes. And dad was chopping them up. And you know, dad, he over seasons things so much. Like he puts <laughs> so much seasoning on stuff. And to be fair, though, there's nothing worse than a tinfoil dinner that's under seasoned. I mean, yeah. which is frequent. Mm-hmm. They're frequently under seasoned. And so I get it. But he was like, oh, you're going to want to season these potatoes. And he put so much seasoning salt on them. And then by the time I took them the next day, they because they were like in the fridge, they were like so brown because all of the seasoning salt had soaked in. <laughs> Plus, they just browned in the fridge. And I remember people being like, ew, Claire brought brown potatoes. And I was like, again, deeply ashamed that I had brought brown potatoes. (laughs) So pretty much I just have this, I don't know, inferiority complex now that my offering at any gathering is never going to be like as good as other people's. (laughs) Well, I very confidently decided to show the class one time that I could play the recorder with my nostrils. But that was my own decision. Mom and dad didn't pressure me into that. I'm sure mom was so ashamed. That's so (laughs) funny. I was very proud of it. I love it. Okay, should we move on to weekly wins? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, my weekly win actually comes from our unreleased meditation episode. (laughs) we never released it we're keeping that in our back pocket for yeah bonus footage for our our patreon when that comes about someday (laughs) get our like year and a half old yeah like really bad microphones (laughs) so anyway back then we had decided to try some different forms of meditating and 
I wanted to try sleep meditations before bed because I think it was kind of toward the beginning of the pandemic and I just had a really hard time sleeping then. And I guess I kind of have had a hard time falling asleep like ever since then. So I was like, Matt's not going to want to listen to this. So I was just kind of like listening in headphones. And Matt was also having a hard time falling asleep. So he was like, you know, you can listen to that without headphones. I was like, okay. And it's called Guided Sleep Meditations on Spotify. And then it has like a little purple album cover, I guess. And it says like tracks to relax. And... I kind of didn't like it at first, but Matt kept asking about it. Whenever he'd have a hard time falling asleep, he'd be like, can we listen to a meditation? (laughs) So I would just be reading and I'd hear him just start snoring 10 minutes after I'd turn this thing on. And I didn't know that on Spotify, you can like schedule something to stop playing. Oh, that's cool. So I I thought I had to just turn it off but then when I discovered I could just let it play and it would turn off and we could just both fall asleep to it and I wouldn't have to worry about the thing playing all night Mm -hmm. I started listening to it and it really it really helps me fall asleep oh I'm gonna try it kind of takes some getting used to because I feel like I never like anyone's voices on meditations I feel like they always kind of bug me at first but he always starts it with saying like you're listening to tracks to relax And once you get past that, like, it's smooth sailing, but that part is pretty annoying. But I'm like, hey, it's free, and it it actually does put you to sleep, so I would recommend. I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I don't know, I just get into bad habits of, like, looking at my phone or staying up. You know, I don't have a good Mm -hmm. falling asleep routine right now, so that sounds awesome. Well, my weekly win, did you ever read the book the best Christmas pageant ever as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a short chapter book. So my teacher in second grade, I don't have a lot of memories of second grade because it was kind of a painful year. It was the year that school got really bad for me. Sorry, this is getting dark again. <laughs> it was the year school got really bad for me. And then mom and dad decided to homeschool me after that. But I remember, I remember that we had a mock election And I voted for Bill Clinton because I'd seen a commercial where he was sitting on a bench talking to a little girl, and that made a big impression on me. I was like, oh, he likes kids, so (laughs) I'll vote for him. And uh, then I also remember that our teacher read us this book, and then she gave us all a copy for Christmas. But I've been excited to read it with my girls, and it's a really cute story. There's a couple things that are maybe... When you read old books with kids, there's just maybe language or things. It's like, oh, we don't really talk about things in those terms now with like little (laughs) kids. We use like gentler language for the most part. But I mean, I think the general idea of the story is still very sweet. So that's just been fun. It's been like a fun nostalgic thing for me. And it's a fun Christmas chapter book to read with kids. Cute. Yeah. Well, this week, Claire and I had a church activity where we made wreaths, and it was really fun because I don't know a ton of people around here yet that well, so it was good to like get to know some people better and then make a wreath. And as I was doing it, I mean, everyone I was talking to, we were all just like, this is going so bad. Like, we don't know what we're doing, and it was a struggle. It starts bad. turned out really good. Mm-hmm. Mine yeah. turned out fine. I, I thought it I turned, thought it turned really cute. Bad, it and then mm-hmm. it, 
It actually turned out fine and it wasn't really that hard to make. I mean, as much as I was like, oh, this is going so bad. It's so hard. It took like an hour or something. You know, it wasn't wasn't that hard. (laughs) And now I have a little Christmas wreath. And the best part of it is that mom wanted to take a picture of it on my door. She didn't, I don't know why she didn't think through that, like, there's a little window pane that it shows, and she's right in the middle of it, and you can see her, like, little face and glasses very cute. so clear. It's like it's framing her face. Yeah. It's like, it's I love it. so funny. I love when people take pictures of mirrors or windows, and they're in the picture. It's always funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you seen those? There's like even collections online of like funny pictures people have found of people who have listed their mirrors and they're just mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that was one those. of my favorite parts of looking for a house was half of the places that have any sort of reflective surface. You can see them like craning around a doorway trying to not be in the photo and they're still in there. <laughs> T, wrap us up. Okay. So I have recently discovered Built Bars, which I'm not sponsored by, Mm. unlike most people on social media. (laughs) Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. But I decided to try them because this dietitian YouTuber lady that I like, they're one of her sponsors, but I still trust her. So I went and bought one and I loved it. And I hate most protein bars. I like Fit Crunch. Those are pretty good. But this was like so good. And so on Black Friday, I bought a whole big box of them and so far I've loved every flavor they have such a like nice texture and they're made with real chocolate and they're just delicious I always look forward to them but this is my real weekly win they sent a sample of their crave bars so it's like built crave bar Mm. and it's delicious I'm not gonna say it tastes like a candy bar because no one trusts that one Mm -hmm. it's never gonna quite measure up I've heard it before Mm -hmm. I'll believe it when I never exactly (laughs) never believe it but it's very close and it's delicious it has peanuts it has caramel that actually tastes mm. like a pretty convincing caramel. Is it as good as it a Sir like Robert Irvin protein it's bar? Like a, I would say it's Sorry. similar, but very different. So okay. That's a conundrum. It's worth trying is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and is this a, this isn't a Utah-based thing? I'm pretty sure it is I, a Utah-based thing. But, but is it great around? Stats for this. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's online. I know it's at like I can Walmart buy in Cleveland. I'm pretty sure you can buy it anywhere because this lady who they sponsor, who I like, she's in Canada. So if mm. you can get it in Canada, you can get okay. it. Okay, yeah. Anywhere. Seriously. Well, I don't know. Don't yeah. speak too soon. I feel like every Utah influencer, though, has talked about Built Bars. <laughs> yeah. They, they must have, have some code. tie to Utah. Tess and Luke were trying to get me to try them on Black Friday. They're like, Claire, if you've been wanting to try Built Bars, this is the lowest price you're going to find. <laughs> they should be sponsored because they were but selling I me on them. I that because it's an 18 bar box. It's $30. So I know. I was like, how? I was like, oh, are they on a great sale? And they were like, well, it's not a huge discount, <laughs> but like, they're so good. I got, uh, you know, hoodwinked into enough deals on Black Friday, so I didn't make it around to the Bilt Bars, but (laughs) I'm excited to try them someday. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week.